Good morning, everyone. Uh, the reading this morning is taken from Matthew chapter 11, verses 25 to 30. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you, Dawn, for reading. Uh, today is the last Sunday when we're looking at various promises of Jesus. And this wonderful, glorious promise today I will give you rest, Matthew 11, verse 28. It's such a wonderful invitation. Jesus says, come to me and I will give you rest. Uh, and just before I get into this sermon, uh, I want to acknowledge that Jesus is the one with the authority to deliver what he promises. When I was preparing the talk, I stumbled across uh, an illustration I used years ago. Uh, from when there was some development work going on in Birmingham many years ago and a big department store was expanding. Uh, and there was a small URC chapel right next door to them. And they wrote to the leaders of this URC church saying, we're wanting to expand our operation. Your chapel's in our way. Name your price and we will build you a new chapel somewhere else. Uh, and the leaders of the URC church thought, well, what are they going to do about this? And they wrote back to this big department store. Uh, and when the board of the department store got the letter back, they were rather surprised. It said, uh, we were here before you were. We're thinking of expanding our operation. Name your price and we'll, we'll buy you out. And they fell about laughing until they saw the name at the bottom of the letter, J. Cadbury. Uh, and they realized, ah, he could actually deliver what he's promising. Now, we stand before Christ the King today all around the world. This day is celebrated the Feast of Christ the King. Uh, and I've taken a, upon it to preach about our commitment to Jesus when we celebrate his lordship and kingship. Uh, and he has the authority to deliver what he's promising. So let's pray that he will speak to us as we think about this wonderful invitation today. We praise you, Lord Jesus Christ, that you are the Lord of Lords and King of Kings, that you have all the authority that there is, and that you can deliver what you promise. So as we think about this invitation to come to you, to take your yoke upon us, we thank you that you promise to give rest to our souls. Speak to each one of us, we pray, and give us grace to take that yoke upon us and learn from you. Speak now, we pray, and we ask it in your name. Amen. 
So the invitation is not just to come to Jesus and he will give us rest. It is to take his yoke upon us. We get that in verse 29 of our reading. Now, I've got some pictures of some ox yokes. These are basic yokes that we'll show you. Uh, the idea of a yoke is that you take, take this bit of wood and you put it across two oxen and they can pull together. You might yoke a younger ox with an older ox, or you might just put two together so they can pull through. Uh, I read as I was doing my research that one ox might pull up to two tons, but two oxen yoked together could pull around 10 tons. So it's a, a powerful thing to do. But it's also a really good way of just for a young ox to learn to go at a steady pace in a straight line. Now, as a carpenter in Nazareth, Jesus would have made lots of ox yokes for the farmers around. Uh, you can imagine Jesus taking great care over these yokes, so they fitted the cattle well, so they didn't rub. There's an old legend that Jesus made the best ox yokes in Galilee. And I can picture above his carpenter's shop the advert, my yokes fit well. Uh, and who knows uh, whether people were drawn to the carpenter of Nazareth who took that extra care over making sure the yokes didn't rub and they fitted well. Well, whether there's any truth in that old legend or not, I don't know. But Jesus, the King of Kings, says to you and to me, take his yoke upon us. Uh, and what may have been true physically for farming becomes true of discipleship, that if we take his yoke on us, he will fit it to us well, so we learn his way. It is an amazing invitation. Come to me, he says, all you who are weary and heavy laden. I think at the end of this year, with all the pandemic, that is pretty much all of us. Some of you have had an extraordinary demanding year. You've been heavy laden. Those of you working in hospitals, particularly in anything to do with the pandemic uh, and intensive care, but then the knock-on to everybody else. Those of you working in schools, uh, key workers who've kept going, those of you who are working in businesses, trying to work out how to do everything by Zoom rather than meeting face-to-face -face when it can be so exhausting staring at screens all day. On the other hand, there are those who've been isolated and unwell and with not nearly enough to do, and that's a different sort of weariness that creates. And whatever's been going on, Jesus says to you, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, it's not the rest of a mattress or a holiday, though we all need that rest. God knows we need our sleep, and God knows we need holidays. And those are important. This is a different sort of rest. It is an inward rest. You will find rest for your souls, Jesus says. This is an inner rest that lasts day after day after day, week after week, whatever your life situation is. And it's an extraordinary paradox. We get this by taking his yoke on us. Now, when you look at those pictures of yokes, to take one of those on looks heavy. Uh, to pull a load with it looks like a burden. But Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Uh, listen to this paraphrase of what Jesus says from the message. I love Eugene Peterson's paraphrase. Uh, the message is a wonderful paraphrase of the whole Bible. But in particular, these verses from Matthew 11:28 to 30. Are you tired, worn out, 
burned out on religion. Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. It's the most wonderful invitation. Isn't that what your soul is crying out for? Jesus says to learn from him. How would uh, Jesus live our life if he was me? How would Jesus lead your life if he was you? That's the invitation, to learn how he would do it and find rest for our souls. Now, Jesus was a first century rabbi. We were thinking about this last week, how he called disciples to follow him. Come and follow me, he said. And rabbis would teach them to do what he had done. Uh, We call his followers disciples, though a good word today for that would be apprentices. They were to live closely with Jesus. We thought about that old Jewish blessing, may you be covered with the dust of your rabbi. May you live so closely to him uh, that almost his dust touches you that we live so closely to Jesus we become like him and rabbis not only had disciples apprentices but they had a yoke and a rabbi's yoke was their whole body of teaching and their whole way of life it was the whole thing and a rabbi would invite his disciples or apprentices to take on this yoke his teaching his way of life now I think one of the problems for the church in the west is that we have focused more on Jesus' teaching than his way of life. We've focused on Jesus the truth more than Jesus the way. Uh, But those wonderful words from John 14, 6 that are above my head, up in the arch above me, Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. All three, the way, the truth and the life. And the rabbi's yoke is his way and his truth, his teaching. And if we want his life, we need to live his truth, his way. But the problem I think of a lot of the church in the West, and I think I'm guilty of this probably as much as anybody else, is trying to do Jesus' truth, but the way of the world around us. And to be honest, it's exhausting. All the stuff the world expects us to do and all the stuff the church wants as well. But Jesus' way is different. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. I'm wondering, if Jesus was the vicar of St. Paul's, how would he have us do things differently? That's a great, great prayer for all of us. Lord Jesus, as we emerge from this pandemic and the world looks different... How would you have us be? What way would you have us live? How do we do your teaching in your way such that we live more your resurrection life? Well, Jesus invites us to come to him and to take his yoke on us. And in case anyone is sort of wondering, well, really, how's this going to work out? Jesus tells us how he is. Uh, Verse 29, he is gentle and humble in heart. But there's something in all of us, probably the legacy of our sin, 
that makes us balk at coming this closely to Jesus. We think his way is going to be too hard, so we try and do it our way. We take his truth and we try and live it out our way, but actually it's exhausting and we wind up heavy laden and weary. And Jesus says, come to me. I'm gentle and humble in heart. In Eugene Peterson's phrase, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Yes, he gives us stuff to do his way, but his burden is light. Uh, I picked up from my study a book I read many years ago called Having a Merry Heart in a Martha World. Juliet had been reading it and it's designed for women, but I don't know why it's designed for women, it's for all of us. We all need to learn the Mary Heart in a Martha World. And I remember reading it and finding lots of good stuff in it. And in particular, this story. Uh, the writer tells the story of a man, slightly silly story, but it makes a really good point. Slightly silly story of a man who's uh, wondering what to do. And he says, Lord, what do you like me to do today? And the Lord says, I'd like you to pull this cart with these three rocks on it up that hill and take it to the top of the hill. And the Lord showed him uh, which route to take up the hill and where to go and these three specific rocks. And the man said, well, that's fine. I'd love to do that for you, Lord. Anything I'd want to do to please you. And he started pulling this truck, this trailer, which pulled fairly easily. The burden was light. The rocks weren't too heavy. And as he walked along, he was whistling one of the praise songs about how good it was to serve the Lord. Uh, it was a sunny day. And he passed a friend of his who asked what he was doing. He said, well, the Lord's asked me to take these three rocks up to the top of that hill. And the man says, oh, that's brilliant. I don't suppose you could take this small bag of pebbles for me. They need to go to the top of the hill. He said, no, it'd be a pleasure to help. And he put the small bag of pebbles on his trailer and carried on. And as he came to the bottom of the hill, he met another friend who asked what he was doing. And he said, I'm taking this trailer to the top of the hill for the Lord. And the man said, oh, how wonderful. I've got a boulder that needs to go to the top of the hill. I don't suppose you could carry that for me up there. He said, no, I'd be delighted to. And he put the boulder on. And as he started going up the hill, the load felt heavy. But he said, well, I'm doing it for the Lord. This was okay. Uh, and by the time he'd picked up another couple of rocks from other people, the trailer was feeling heavy and he was sweating and he wasn't singing his worship song anymore. He was saying, God, I thought serving you was meant to be easy, but this is hard and this trailer's heavy and I'm struggling. God, help me. And the Lord turned up at his side and said, why are you finding this so difficult? And then the Lord looked round at the trailer and said, what's this boulder doing here? I didn't ask you to carry that. And he picked it off and put it on the side. And what's this bag of pebbles doing here? I didn't ask you to take that. The Lord said, I asked you to take these three rocks up the hill. So that's what you should do. And when I ask others to do things, you should let them do what I've asked them to do. And as the man pulled the trailer up the hill that the Lord had asked him to take, he found it was light and the joy came back. Well, for me, that parable hit with something of a force because I am wired to do more than God is calling me to do. And Jesus only asked me to do a certain amount for him. Uh, others may be wired to do less than God's calling. And you may need to, the encouragement to actually do all the things Jesus has asked you to do, not just some of them. But if you're wired like me to try and do more than God's calling you to do and then moan that it's hard, Jesus says, take my yoke on you. My yoke is easy and my burden is light.
And that means we'll need to say no to some things because God is not calling us to do them. Yes, he's calling us to love one another. Yes, he's calling us to help each other in general. And I don't want to push the parable too far. But there are some things God is not calling you to do. And Jesus said no quite a lot. Do you remember the time when after a busy day, uh, he went off to pray to his father and the disciples couldn't find him. And when they did, they said, everyone's looking for you. And he said, let's go somewhere else. I'll go and preach somewhere else. He He wasn't going to give in to the demands of the crowds around him. He was determined to do what the heavenly father had called him to do. And you and I need to learn to say no to some of the good things we could do in order to say yes to the things that Jesus is calling us to do. And in particular, in a materialistic culture that thinks that the more we have and the more we earn, the better our life will be, we know that's not true. When we've got enough, having more doesn't make us happier. It just makes us busier. Jesus said, a man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Now, if you haven't got enough, then more will help. And we have a hardship fund, as Katie reminded us. And please do ask us. People have given generously. We would love to help you. But there comes a point where doing more is not the way of Jesus for us. And our culture is, by and large, a way of more. And I hope that this, one of the good things from this pandemic will be that we've stopped doing a lot of what we did and we can reevaluate how much of this is really what God wants for us and how much isn't. The idea is we say no to some of the pressures of the world around in order to say yes to the Heavenly Father. That's why Jesus said no, it was to say yes to what his Father wanted, yes to prayer time. Some of you are just too busy to make time for prayer. That means you're too busy and you need to say no to some things. Some of you struggle to find Sabbath time, even at the weekends. That means you're too busy. Jesus' yoke, his way of life, means saying no to over-busyness to take time for prayer and time for God. And his yoke means saying yes to a lot of other things that we might not be saying yes to. And it's difficult. Yes to loving your enemies. Yes to forgiving those who hurt you. Yes to giving generously. Indeed, Katie, here it comes, hilariously indeed. Uh, When we choose to give freely and joyfully, there is a delight in doing it. Yes to loving one another. Yes to making disciples. So Jesus' yoke is not just his teaching, it's his whole way of life. And I want to encourage you to ask Jesus to show you how you could live your life better, how he would do it if he was you. Jesus didn't say it wasn't costly, but he said it was easy because there's a rest for our souls. It won't wear us out. And back to verse 29, Jesus said he is gentle and humble in heart. And I've been meditating on that phrase all term, Wonderful book by Dale Ortland I recommended a few weeks ago uh, about this. This is the only place in the Gospels where Jesus tells us what's in his heart. We can tell his heart is loving. We can tell his heart is generous. We can tell his heart is joyful. But this is the only place where he says what's in his heart. I am gentle and humble in heart. 
I don't know what you would have imagined he would have said. Some people would think he would say he's austere and demanding. No. You might expect him to say, I'm generous and joyful in heart. That's true. There's no doubt about that. But what he says is, I'm gentle and humble in heart. And if you're weary and heavy laden, that is the best news. It means as you come to Jesus, he receives you gently. He doesn't push you. He doesn't force you. He just invites. He's gentle and humble in heart. And the people we most enjoy spending time with are those people who are easy with us. They're not pushy. They're good to be around. Uh, They're not really thinking about themselves. They're interested in us. That's what being humble is about. You're not interested in yourself. You're interested in others. So when we come to Jesus, it is so good. And he is so pleased that we come to him. It's why he gave his life on the cross. So our sins could be forgiven, so we could be in relationship with God our Father, with Jesus as our brother and Lord and Saviour. And so he most wants us to come to him. And he says, come to me. I'm humble and gentle in heart. Take my yoke on you and you will find rest for your souls. He's approachable. He's gracious. He's gentle with us as we come to him. Now, of course, if someone is to oppose Jesus, uh, as the Pharisees, if they're to lay heavy loads on people, they will find Jesus very different indeed. He will oppose them. But to those who come to him, we will experience the grace and gentle and heart. So what is stopping you coming to Jesus? Is it your busyness? Well, today would be a really good day to carve out some time, maybe go for a walk. It's a lovely day. And just say, Jesus, what am I getting wrong about this yoke? Uh, Am I not wearing it properly? Is there a bit I'm missing? It feels like it rubs. It feels like the load is heavy. Am I trying to carry too much? Ask him what needs to change. It's not heavy. He said it's easy. It's the same word translated as kind. His yoke is kind and gentle. It's the best way for us. This book by Dale Ortland, I've been reading, has a lovely phrase. He says, what helium does for a balloon, that's what Jesus does for our souls. It lifts us so we're not weighed down. So I want to invite you on this Commitment Sunday to renew your commitment to Jesus and to taking his yoke on you, his way of life. How would he live in the world we're in today? How would he live his life if he were you? How would he live his life if he was me? How would our church change if we really tried to do it Jesus' way, not just the way that the world around us honours? What needs to change? For some of you, it will be giving. Uh, All of us, uh, my interview with Andrew encouraged us to review our giving, our finances change, so our giving changes. That's good. We can't outgive God. But if you've never started giving regularly back to the Lord, he invites us to do that. It all comes from him anyway. So please do start and please do use the parish giving scheme because it will make life so much easier for our wonderful financial team. Uh, But it may not be giving, it may be forgiving. Is there someone who's hurt you that you struggle to forgive? The way of Jesus, the yoke of Jesus is forgiving. You may need to talk and pray with someone about that. By all means, contact us or our prayer team. Or if you'd rather talk about someone who you won't necessarily see again, you could contact the well and they have a prayer team drawn from a wide area to help you work through an issue of forgiveness. 
It may be that you've never, ever taken the yoke on of daily time of prayer with Jesus, with your loving Heavenly Father, with the Holy Spirit. Uh, that is definitely part of Jesus' yoke. And if you're too busy for that, you are too busy. You're probably too busy to be a follower of Jesus. You will need to let go of some stuff to take time. What does that look like? Uh, there are ways to do it. There are lunch breaks if you travel a lot. There are laybys. Uh, there are times of saying no. There are times in the morning or in the evening. There's going out for a walk. Uh, we probably watch too much television or too much YouTube. There's time we can make for prayer. Or maybe it's Sabbath. Uh, I've been preaching about this a lot the last three years as I've been working through changing what was my day off, which is a day off from church, but doing everything else that needed to be done, into a Sabbath, a day of rest and delight. I haven't fully got there yet how to do that. Some Sabbaths really are delight, some are, haven't quite got there. But I know it's part of Jesus' yoke. For others, it will be meeting with other people, a small group or prayer triplet. We're not designed to do this on our own. Jesus' yoke is in community. He and his disciples together uh, with others who travelled around with them. It's definitely not a materialistic yoke. One of the things Jesus is saying to me is about decluttering. I've got too much stuff. There's something in me that thinks, oh, but I might need this. It might come in useful. But the result of all that stuff is clutter and it weighs me down. And that's something I'm having to work on now. Uh, for those of you who are trying to follow Jesus, go for a walk with him or get on your own with him and ask him. He will lead you. He does it gently and humbly. He'll probably point out one thing maybe to give up or do less of and one thing more to pick up. He won't try and do it all at once. Uh, if you feel condemned about everything, that's not the way of Jesus. That's the evil one trying to make you give up. Jesus is gentle and humble. But there may be one of you watching today, maybe two or three, who've never bowed the knee to Jesus as your Lord ever. And I want to invite you today to come to Jesus. He says to you, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And if that's you, I just want to lead in a simple prayer that you could echo in your heart as you bow the knee to Jesus as your Lord. So if that's you, would you pray this with me? Lord Jesus Christ, I am weary and heavy laden and something needs to change. I hear your invitation to me today and I choose to come to you. Forgive me for trying to lead my life my own way and not your way. Thank you that you died on the cross for me so I could be forgiven and set free. Please come into my life by your Holy Spirit and help me learn to live life your way. And it, may I experience this rest for my soul that you promised to give. Give me grace to follow you all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Now, if that's you, today is a great day because Jesus says if you open the door of your life to him, he will come in. Rejoice. It'd be good to tell someone about it. I suggest you tell someone who'd be pleased initially about it before you tell others who'd be suspicious, perhaps. Uh, but it's a great day.
And I want to lead in prayer now for everybody who is a follower of Jesus. Perhaps the band would come back ready to lead us in song in just a moment as we do this. Lord, on this Commitment Sunday, how we praise you for your commitment to us. We are sorry for trying to live your truth our way rather than your way. Uh, We want to get better at taking your yoke on us. Will you lead each of us as to anything that needs to be cut out or done less of, anything we need to take up more? May we learn to do your life your way, that we would experience more of your life together. And we pray it for us as a church family, Lord Jesus. Uh, As we go through the winter, as we emerge from the pandemic next year, will you so work among us that you lead us to a way of doing church that is more your way than we've ever done before. So we truly learn to live your truth, your way, and enjoy your life and help others to experience it. And all these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.